Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Them at that time, we can apply to our, our lives also. Last week we said that uh, the message that Malachi had for them, the first message that God told them is that I have loved you. I have loved you. And we talked about how much God loves us. Today, we want to go a little bit further in, in, in the book of Malachi. But before we hit the book of Malachi, uh, the verses that we left off in, we'll start in verse 4 today, is that we need to know that God wants to be glorified. He wants to be praised. He wants to be honored. He wants to be adored because he is God. And sometimes uh, I think that we, we don't really understand the depth, the, the, the degree that God wants to be honored. And so, therefore, we take him lightly. And we know that he's God. We know that he's, um, he, he, he's perfect. But, see, we, we tend to don't know what that really means when he says those things. So <clears throat> what we want to do is start... In, the, in, in, in Isaiah, let's go to Isaiah 42.8. Let's go there. Let's see what God says. Isaiah 42, verse 8. God says that I am the Lord. That is my name. In other words, I am Yahweh. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not Give my glory to another, nor my praise to graven images. So that, 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 that to me is revealing. God gives us a revelation of how he wants to be honored. That's what he's doing. And he says that he's not going to give his glory to anyone else. He's not going to give his praise to anything that we may hold higher or look to rather than looking to him. He's not going to do that because he is who he is. Now, in a trying to stab at this definition of glory, it's probably, it's probably like trying to describe beauty because it's hard to describe beauty because you have to almost point to something that you think is beautiful in order for people to understand what it is. So you point to a flower. You point to a hummingbird. You point to uh, all of those things. You point to and say, okay, that's beautiful. Okay, that, 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 that's beauty right there. Uh, but see, like glory is one of those words that how do you find glory? How do you really find it? Well, when you look it up in... In, in the uh, biblical dictionary, it'll tell you it's, it's weighty. It means weighty. Well, what does that mean? Sand is weighty. A rock is weighty. You know, I, I still don't understand. Then he'll say uh, splendor. Glory means splendor. It means radiance. It means brightness. Okay. Okay. Hmm, I see a little bit, but I still don't kind of 
understand exactly. So I want to I want to take a word, a uh, I guess another scripture, and compare it to another word that God was saying. Uh, let's look at Isaiah six. Uh, let's look in verse one. Now we see that in the year of King Uzziah, his death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, and his train of his robe filled the temple. Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet. Does that tell us anything about God? Now here, here the seraphim, the, these heavenly beings, they're in God's presence and, and they, they cover their eyes, they cover their feet. It's like when he, he told Moses, take off your sandals, you'll stand on holy ground. And then with the other two wings, they, they flew. And it says that in verse 3, And one called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his. And if you didn't know the scripture, you'll probably think the next word will be holy. If you didn't know the scripture already, because he said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. Or the Lord, some might say, Lord Almighty, um, in Revelation. The whole earth is filled with his, you think, say, holiness, but he doesn't say holiness. He says the whole earth is filled with his what? Glory. His glory. So I'm thinking that when I'm thinking of holiness, we know that holiness is, is like being separate. God says to us, be ye holy even as I am holy. So, but we know that being separate is what we can do, but God is infinitely separate. There's no one, no one set apart from the world like God. God is infinitely perfect. He's infinitely radiant. He's infinitely, infinitely moral, isn't he? When we think of holy, we think of a person as moral. People, they are pure, have a pure heart. God is infinitely pure. No imperfections whatsoever. So he is holy. And that's what we have to start thinking, that God is a holy God. To the nth degree. I mean, you can, from here to eternity, he is that much separate from what is impure. There is no sin in him. There is no shadow of turning in him. God is an awesome God. Well, then, I wonder what does glory have to do with it? And one theologian said that. Glory 
is the manifestation of God's holiness. It's how he shows the world his greatness, his perfections. Because he says that the whole world is filled with, the whole earth is filled with the glory of God. Now, if the whole earth is filled with the glory of God, we can look around in this room and we should see some glory. We are on the earth, aren't we? We should see some glory. So what, what, what are some of the things you can look at to say, my goodness gracious, yes, I see God's glory. I see his perfections. I see his, um, his brightness. You know, when I think of just looking at you out there, I'm looking at the glory of God. Because what, who could put beings together except someone who's perfect out of what God did when, when he created, you know, Adam and when he built Eve and you think of he put this into motion and two sees, they, he says that I'm going to create human beings and you think of your eyes in the right place, your nose in the right place, your ears in the right place, you know, you say, well, wow, that is perfection. That's glorious. That's glorious. But see, we don't look at each other like that. We don't look at each other like, oh, that, that, that's the glory of God. That's the glory of God. But it is. It really is. So when we get to Malachi, they were having the same problem, I believe, that I have or that some of you may have. They didn't understand the greatness of God. They really didn't understand it. Let's go to Malachi. Right before Matthew, if you have a hard copy Bible. And in Malachi chapter 1, that's where we left off at. And we left off and we finished verse 5. Let's go to verse 6. Now, God is, he's already told them I have loved you. Now the next thing he tells them is that you're dishonoring me. You're dishonoring me. You remember I told you that Malachi was a, uh, one of the prophets that uh, was living around 450 B.C. and that he was uh, one of the last prophets before the uh, 400-year law between the Old Testament and Jesus Christ. He was trying to tell them where they had, how far they had gone back from God or we might call it backslid. He, they, they, they were backsliding. They were, they were, they were in sin. And, but he also told them exactly what they had to do. Malachi is also a book that has a, it, it's in a question and answer format. It's about 23 to 26, no less than that, that questions that are in the book of Malachi. It's interesting. You know, you know, like, like when, I, when I said in, in verse 2, I have loved you, says the Lord, but you say, 
How have I loved you? See, that's a question. Let's start in verse 6. A son honors his father, and a servant his master. Then if I am a father, where is my honor? So there's a question that he's asking. Where is my honor? And we do, don't we? We honor our, our, our parents. And, and if we were, uh, and, and let's, let's put it in the, in the context of uh, our jobs, our employment, we honor our employers if we are an employee. We do. And he says that if you do that, then where is my honor? And see, we wouldn't say, well, I'm getting paid on my job. Or back then, I'd say, he was a servant and your master. Well, if I didn't do what the master said, the master might beat me. Or if you say, what your parents, well, if I don't do what my parents say, then I'm going to get some things taken away. I might get a, a, a beating. I don't know what might happen. If I, uh, it's just not a good thing if I, if I disobey. And see, we don't, we don't face that with, with the, our Heavenly Father. He doesn't, he, he doesn't uh, do anything physically to you on the spot, does he? He doesn't take you and say, oh, you disobeyed. You know, so let me come here, get across my knee, and let me spank you. He doesn't do that with us. See, so sometimes we take it for granted that God is so far away and that he doesn't uh, do anything, so therefore I can do what I want to do, and he's not going to do anything. I think sometimes we think that. But see, God is near us, even in our mouth, and the Holy Spirit lives within us. God is present with us. Emmanuel, God is with us. And so he wants to, uh, he wants to be honored. But see, they didn't understand that. And I think we don't understand that sometimes. I really do. I want to go to a, a, another place. In, 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 the, in, the, in the Bible that, that, that kind of is interesting. Uh, let's go to, let's see, um, let's go to Matthew. I think it's chapter 12. Let's go there and see what, what it says there. I think that's a good place to go. Uh, verse 42, let's go there. Now, here's an account of the Queen of South. The queen of the south, Jesus says, will rise up with this generation. He's talking to people during that, that time. At the judgment and will condemn it because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now, Solomon was a king, is that correct? He was David's son. He was a king, King David. And it says, Jesus said, And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. Now, we know that the kingdom of heaven is greater than anything that was going on with Solomon. Matter of fact, he says, you know, the, the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. 
So we know that the kingdom of heaven is, is, is great. Now, where, what is he talking about when he's talking about that? Let's look in, in 1 Kings uh, chapter 10, verse 1. Let's, let's go back there and see what this queen of south with, is he's talking about. And it says, now when the queen of Sheba, this queen of south, heard about the fame of Solomon concerning the, Lord, the name of the Lord, she came to test him with difficult questions. Now, now, when she came, Solomon now is a great king. He's a great king. How do you approach a great king? Now, here's a, here's a queen now. A queen, she's the top person in her district. So it's like Queen Elizabeth, maybe England. She, she's the top. So she knows how to honor someone in the top position. She knows how to honor. And she comes, and she comes with camels carrying spices and, and very much gold and precious stones. When she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. She knew that if I'm coming before the king, and I want, I want to be recognized, I want to be, uh, I want to be able to ask him anything I want to ask. I'm gonna come, and I'm gonna honor that king. And that's what he did. That's what she did. See, I don't think that the people of Israel in Malachi's time, let's go back to Malachi, I don't think they understood honor. I don't think they understood how to um, honor a, a great king. I don't think they understood that. I want to understand that. I want you to understand that. Because God wants you to understand that. Because that's why he sent Malachi. Malachi, the, word, the, the name Malachi means my messenger. And that's why he sent his messenger to let them know, hey, this is how you return back to me. Let's go to the next verse. He says that, And I am a master, and if I am a master, where is my respect? Says the Lord of hosts. To you, O priests who despise my name. But you say, how have we despised your name? You are presenting defiled food upon my altar. And that's not good. That's not good at all. But you say, how have we, how have we defiled you? In that you say the table of the Lord is despised. But when you present the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And when you present the lame and sick, is it not evil? Why not offer it to your governor? Would he be pleased with you? Or would, would, would he receive you kindly, says the Lord of hosts? But now will you not entreat the Lord to God's favor that he may be gracious to us. 
Will such an offering on your part, will he receive any of you kindly, says the Lord of hosts? Oh, that there were one among you who will shut the gates, that you may not uselessly kindle fire on my altar. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord of hosts, nor will I respect an offering from you. For from the rising of the sun, even to the setting, this is what he says, my name will be great among the nations. God says, I'm not going, you remember he said, I'm not going to give my glory to anybody. I'm not going to give my praise to anybody. No idols or anything. He says that my name will be great among the nations. And in every place, incense is going to be offered to my name and a grain offering that is pure for my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. Because the Lord, he's not just interested in Israel, is he? He's interested in the nations. He told Abraham that you're going to be the father of many, what? Nations. So he, he, I understand that we are the church. He is not just interested in us as a church. He's interested in the church going out to all nations and gathering the nations in so that the nations can glorify him. He's interested in the salvation of souls. That's what he's interested in. So he says that you can't, you, you, you can't do this. You, you, you can't uh, just offer stuff and, and do that like that because I'm not going to accept it. And if I don't accept it, then how am I going to show myself strong on your behalf when other nations see you? God didn't want Israel, uh, he, he, God didn't want Jerusalem to be torn down. He didn't want the Babylonians to come and take Israel into captivity. He didn't want that. But they decided that they were going to sin and they weren't going to honor God and respect God for who he is, the great king that he is. And so he had no choice but to uh, discipline them. And so with the discipline, they went into captivity, even though he says that I still love you and I'm going to bring you out of captivity, on, uh, you know, when, when, you're, when your set time is up. But still, you are going to honor me. I tell you. I don't want to go into captivity. I don't want anything to happen to me or to you or to my family or to your families or to the Lynchburg, to the United States. We want to honor God. That's what we want to do. If we, if, if we got eyes to see and ears to hear, we'll know that the United States is about, what, 5% of the population of the world? Something like that is not, it's not much. But do you know that there are a lot of, a lot of poor people in these, in these other nations? In these third world nations? Do you know that there are so many pure, uh, poor, poor people? And it's because these nations, they honor a lot of, lot of, lot of witchcraft, the sun. Or they don't honor God. We have to make sure we honor God. And that's what God is trying to tell them. I don't, I don't want you to do this. Malachi was saying, look, you're doing the same thing that, that took us into captivity way back then. Why are you doing this, doing this, uh, repeating this again? 
Then you learn from history. Then you learn from our forefathers. Then you learn from that, that, that this is not the right thing to do. And that's what he's trying to tell us. And he said that, I think, in the first Corinthians. Maybe he says that all these things that was done uh, when they were in the wilderness was done as examples to us that we wouldn't fall into the same temptation. God doesn't want uh, us to fail. He wants us to succeed. He has plans for us to prosper us, to give us hope, to give us a future. He doesn't want us to fail. But see, if we insist on, I'm going to do my thing, I'm going to do it my way, I'm not going to honor God, then he is, he, he's already set it into motion that, that if you don't honor me, I'm not going to honor you. He's already set it into motion. And that's what he, uh, he's trying to send, send them for. Listen to what it says in, in, verse, um, in verse 12. But you are profaning it in that you say the table of the Lord is defiled, and as for its fruit, the food is to be despised. You also say, my, how tiresome it is. And you disdainfully sniff at it says the Lord of hosts. And you bring what is taken by robbery and what is lame or sick, so you bring the offering. Should I receive that from your hands, says the Lord? But cursed be the swindler who has a male in his flock and vows it, but sacrifices a blemished animal to the Lord. For I am a great King says the Lord of hosts. This is not just just uh, somebody just making something up. God is saying this through his prophet. He said, I am a great king. You can't do this. And my name is to be feared among the nations. That's what he's saying. Because they knew what uh, Leviticus uh, said. They, they, they knew what Le- Leviticus said. You know what Leviticus said. Leviticus 22 uh, probably verse 20. You all know what it says? Okay, let's turn to it then. I, I knew you couldn't quote it anyway, so I couldn't either. Okay. <laughs> Listen to what it says. See, they knew they were doing wrong. They knew that. Okay? And, and because in the law, they had uh, been given by Moses says that Whatever has a defect, you shall not offer, for it will not be accepted for you. Now, that's plain, isn't it? That's plain. They're supposed to keep the law of Moses because, you know, Jesus Christ hasn't come yet. So, here, they are often blemished animals, blind animals, lame animals. Why are they doing that? When they knew very well that he says that you cannot offer it because I'm not going to accept it. I think sometimes, uh, it's like we do, sometimes we think that, well, he hasn't done anything. I tried it one time, I offered something, and, you know, I looked up and see, see was some lightning going to hit me, but it didn't. It didn't hit me. So, uh, I can do it again. Oh, I keep doing it. See, sometimes we do that. And we know, we know something is wrong. 
Come on now. We know something's wrong. But we keep doing it anyway because it seems like God is allowing it. Believe me, God is not allowing it. He is not allowing it. And so it's going to be a time where he's going to say, enough is enough. Just like he did with Israel. Enough is enough. You don't want that time to come. You want to have a, you want to have a sensitive heart. You don't, you don't want to have, 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 have an, a callous heart. You want to have a sensitive heart so you can hear. He says in verse 21, When a man offers a sacrifice or peace offering to the Lord to fulfill a special vow or for a free will offering of the herd or of the flock, it must be perfect. Okay? It must be, it, it, it must be perfect to be accepted. So they knew that if I'm offer going to blind one, it's not going to be accepted. But it looks like he's accepting it to me because he didn't, he didn't strike me with lightning. And matter of fact, I still have food on my table. I still have a job. I still have a car. Everything's still going okay. He's still blessing me. Don't we say that sometimes? God is still blessing me, so I must be doing okay. Oh, my goodness gracious. Come on, don't do that. Don't do that. That's what they were doing. Those that are blind or fractured or maimed, oh, my goodness gracious. It, it just, it, it, I'm telling you, they knew the law. They knew it. But they didn't abide by it. Let's go back to Malachi. Malachi, God, God loves Israel so much, he, he sends a prophet. He didn't have to send a prophet to tell him this. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to have you listen to that today. Do you know that? We could have had another message. We could have had something that, you know, just sound good. I mean, just have, oh, man, it's just a positive, just a nice little thing. Woo, my goodness gracious, you know, you just go away tickled, you know. Wow, that was good. That was good, you know. All positive. You know, but don't you know that uh, God, when, when, when a parent loves a child, a parent is going to discipline the child. Because the scripture says that if you don't discipline a child, you don't love them. God loves us so much, he's going to tell us when we're wrong. And he told Israel what they were doing wrong through the prophets before the Babylonian uh, uh, you know, siege came, before they uh, took, took Jerusalem. They knew but they just failed to do. They just failed to do. I'm telling you. Then it says here, let's read verse 13. And, and, and you say, My, how tiresome it is, and you have disdain, and you sniff at it, says the Lord of hosts, and you bring what has been taken in robbery, and what is lame and sick, and you bring... The offering, should I receive that from your hand, says the Lord? But cursed be this swindler who has a male in his flock and vows it, but sacrifice a blemished animal to the Lord. For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name shall be feared among the nations. God says he's not going to give his glory to another. 
and he's not going to be, he, he's not, he's not, a, he's not going to be mocked. I'm telling you, he's not going to be mocked. And he's going, he's going to bring others into this, into this kingdom. I don't care whether they're, they're Jew, Gentile, he's going to bring people into this kingdom. He, he, he's doing it now. He's doing it all over the world. He's, he's bringing Muslims into the kingdom. He, he, he's bringing atheists into the kingdom. I mean, and, and, and he's bringing some, someone in the kingdom. Nobody ever said anything to him. He just does it. God is an awesome God, and God wants to be glorified. So that's what he's telling Malachi to tell the people. And so today, today's message was about honoring. About honoring. And when I talk to teenagers, children, that's what I talk to them about, honoring. Honoring God. If you honor God, you'll obey Ephesians 6, 1, 2, and 3, which is to obey your parents. You honor your father and mother. So it's honor. God is a God that's going to be honored. And he said that if, if you're going to honor your king, if you're going to honor your president, if you're going to honor the, your law enforcement people, if you're going to honor your boss, if you're going to honor your parents, then I'm a father. Where is my honor? That's what he's saying. So what is Malachi trying to do here? The first message that he gave, remember, he always started out not with, I hate you. He didn't start out with that, did he? What did he start out with? I have loved you. I've shown you how much I love you. That was, that was last week's message. So all he does is he makes a sandwich, doesn't he? He makes a sandwich. And he says that, okay, I'm going to put some, some nice whole grain bread on the outside. And so that's the love. He's making a, a love sandwich here. And, 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 and then he's going to put some stuff in, the, in between that you might not like. And then he's going to uh, end it up with something nice on the other side. Isn't that how you've been taught if you're over anybody? Isn't it? If you're an employer, if you're... You're a supervisor when you when you want to uh, make sure you are going to bring somebody into account. You always start out with, "Oh, you're so good," you know, man. What you did, you know, you did this and that. Oh, so good. That was so good. This, oh, this, oh you. This was good. Now, this is. Let me tell you, this right here, we got to change that now because this is not good. Then you end up doing what? But you know what? I'm so glad that you are here working for us. You know, I really appreciate you. That's, that's, that's like a, 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 that's a sandwich thing. You, you, put it, you put love before it. You put love afterwards. And that's what God is doing here. God is saying that I have loved you. Now let me tell you some things we need to correct. Is that all right? Do you all want to be corrected? Or do you all want to go into captivity? Huh? I don't want to go into captivity. You say, nobody going to bring us into captivity in the United States because we are the strongest nation in the world, so nobody can captivate us. Oh, don't be so sure because God can do anything he wants to do. Okay? So the church is the only thing that's, that, 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 that can be light and salt to, this, to the United States and to the world. This church. 
And if the church is not going to be the church, if the church is not going to be separate, holy, as he's holy, if the church is not going to honor the only one who can keep the United States the way we are, better than we are, if, if, if God's the only one, why do we want to dishonor God? We don't, do we? We want to honor God because God keeps us healthy. He keeps, he keeps people from, from, from shooting these missiles over here, you know, because people have missiles. They can, they can do something if they want to. No, God keeps that from happening because there's some crazy people in these other nations. I'm serious. I'm serious. I don't know if it's North Korea. There's some crazy people, and they, they, they're allowed to shoot, shoot a missile at a time. But, but see, God says no. Unless God protects the city, the watchman waketh in vain. Unless God protects the United States, the United States can't do a thing. I don't care how much we build up our military. I'm going to tell you. We should build it up, but it's not going to save us. Our salvation is in the Lord. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.